So, hello and welcome. My name's Steve the Bell, and today I'm speaking with Magenta Pixie on her book, Divine Architecture and the Starseed Template. Magenta is an author and channel, and she's been communicating with the white-winged collective consciousness of nine, uh, a six-dimensional monadic light structure for some 20-plus years. And they've spoken quite a bit about this time of collective awakening. The white-winged collective consciousness of nine present a model of working with an individualized matrix field, also known as the Merkabah, and through matrix architecture and the golden triad of ascension. And this is what we're talking about today. She's the author of Divine Architecture and the Starseed Template. Magenta's website is very easy to remember, magentapixie.com. How could you forget that one? Hi, Magenta. Hi, Steve. Thank you for having me on today. My pleasure. <laughs> My pleasure. Can I ask you about your journey? How did you get into um, becoming a channel and author? Right. Uh, okay. Well, that's quite a long answer, so I will cut that down as much as possible. Yeah. Um, after much synchronicity in my life, uh, I deliberately, consciously chose to connect in channeling. And I read this book about channeling, which was a series of meditations to assist you to connect with your spirit guide. I made connections immediately within the very first meditation, but they were with all sorts of different entities of different various uh, dimensional structures and um, different senses of humor and all sorts. And mm. finally, I made a connection with this light being. And over the years, that morphed into... Um, nine beings and then I started to work with the nine so it was originally through meditation yeah. and then after a while um, I made contact quite uh, unexpectedly and surprisingly while I wasn't in meditation at first I had to go into meditation to make that connection and get information and communication and then come out of meditation and then it started to happen while I was just awake you know, walking down the street, doing normal things, driving a car, wherever. So it was a period of training, I guess. They trained me, and I didn't know what for at the time or what I was being trained for, but mm. I was being trained. So yeah. um, it, it was a conscious decision after much synchronicity and all sorts of things that led me to the point of making that conscious decision, and then it was working with them after that. So meditation was the the what the main key i guess okay and who are the white-winged collective consciousness of nine okay so there are many things uh, on a spiritual level one could call them angels from yeah. an angelic realm an angelic structure um looking into more of a spiritual stroke historical scientific level they're extraterrestrial beings because they don't exist on this planet Looking more metaphysically, uh, they are me, many, many light years in the future. Looking biologically, they are uh, apparently chemicals within the body, neurotransmitters, DNA uh, structures that some partly ha have been discovered by biology, by science, and other parts that haven't. So they're they are a series of chemicals. I mean, there's a, there's a part of this that is the DMT in the pineal gland, which is them, but an activator of them. So what they are is a, um, a DNA code that resides within every single human being and outside of the human kingdom as well, within animals. And we, we can activate them. But 
when you say, oh, they're angels, many people think, oh, well, they're just angels, or they're mm. just extraterrestrials, mm. or they're just being the future, or they're just a chemical code, DNA code, but they're all of those things. The DNA is all of those things, so that's, that's who the nine are. Wow. Now, it's, I've got this book. It's a great book. There's lots of different messages in it. I guess the essential bit of it may be about the energetic shifts and changes going on now. Can you say something about their messages relating to that? Yes, absolutely. I mean, we are in the middle of a huge energetic shift that is taking place ultimately within our consciousness. That's that's how we experience it. But it's occurring on the planet, geologically, within the universe, within other planets. It's occurring within our bodies, within the DNA structure. That's affecting the emotional fields. It's affecting our communication with one another. And it's affecting the actual um, system itself, the structure itself on this planet. So it will affect the political system and the the financial system and, and the way the family is set up, the social structure, everything is changing and this isn't some big amazing thing that is just a one-off it might mm. be that way to us but actually this is what happens with every planetary system and every structure itself it there is a an evolutionary process that a soul or a structure of souls or groups of souls go through um, many know this this uh, path as ascension, and that in itself doesn't necessarily explain everything. It is a raise in frequency. It is as, th as if we're moving from one place to another in an incline rather than a straight line. But that mm. in itself doesn't explain everything either, because what actually happens is we incline and then we decline and we incline and decline and we go through curves. So there's a geometric structure that all all consciousness structures follow and mm. ascension is that geometric structure and we are in the the, the major phase of this right now so can, is there any timelines that the, the the collective give in terms of you know this will happen in 20 years this will happen in 50 years that kind of thing but they can do that yes their message to me though the most important message is now hmm. so the answer to your question ultimately the most aligned message would be it's now it's right now this minute as you're listening to this broadcast it's right. it's always now because that's the zero point if you want to look in a more linear sense then 2017 the year we're in at the moment is hmm. a is a very big transition hmm. uh, four years on from 2012 um because 2012 uh kind of 2012 acted like a springboard, like a manifestation template into this four-year jump. So 2012 was like a seed point um, on, a, on a universal collective level. So those individuals who are aware and activated, the ones we call the star seeds, will have been creating a manifestation with all that they felt emotionally and all they thought and all they learned in 2012. Mm. Um, and that's geological as well as coming from the human. And then 2013, 2014, 2015, 2016 was like a four-year window. And then 2017 is a manifestation of that seed point from 2012. And there are other sort of stargates there's many many series of cycles um and as i said because of the zero point awareness every single day and every single moment is um special and important and 
a day for manifestation but there are certain days that are more globally um important and special for manifestation they're like stargates so full moons for example and um, certain dates numerologically uh, we had the eclipse recently that was a very big stargate then so the next big year uh after 2017 i'm told is 2021 mm. but 2021 and 2022 and 2023 there is a great concentration in those years of yet another huge leap and you see we're going th through this kind of um parallel between organic awakening and technological awakening mm. and they're both running along in parallel and 2021 to 2023 is a real um manifestation a real uh, physical coming together of these two pathways and when i say coming together it's like an awareness you know do we choose technology do we choose organic technology or do we take the best of both how do we work with these two different pathways you know the transhumanism or the organic um starseed template if you like so that's all there now mm. we're creating 2021 2021 to 2023 we're going to see this really big time in those years well i, I you know I, I was an alternatives uh, director of this kind of organization for many years i left in the winter solstice of 2012 just decided this is my point of leaving the last four four or five years have been very challenging but this year has suddenly opened up i feel the energies has opened up i feel all the doors are opening is this common or is it just me uh, it's more than common. That's pretty much the template. Um, 21st of December 2012, the winter sol solstice was a huge stargate. Mm. And so many people will have made, um, you know, life-changing decisions on that day. Others may not have felt anything, but that doesn't mean that something <coughs> wasn't happening on that day for everybody. That was a significant date. And then, as you say, there's been a slight lull and a challenge over from 2013 to sort of 2016 that there's, there's been a challenge to integrate everything. There was a great expectation amongst a lot of people that 2012, this is it, we're ascending and everything's going to be bliss from now on. And, the, you know, the, the misunderstanding is that ascension, yes, you're going up in frequency and you are raising your frequency, but that doesn't mean you are going to be experiencing a manifested lifetime that is reflecting bliss, even though... You are creating the electrical charge within that is bliss. It is about integrating all that into the physical body and into the physical reality and into the third dimension. And you have other other energetic structures working at the same time. For example, the service to self group will mm. be working to prevent the exact pathway that the starseeds and ascension uh, you know are, are manifesting the starseeds are manifesting this ascension path there are other structures and so that structure has to change and unravel so this is why those in between years between 2012 and, and before 2017 have been a challenge for most people mm. bliss and wonderful but challenging as well because everything's being grounded and integrated and also this revealing of what's been going on on this planet for thousands of years that's all come to the fore 2017 is a bit easier because mm. the manifestations are now coming together for people and there will be many starseeds that are saying exactly the same as you can you explain the term starseeds for those who are kind of, some people are very new to it and some people have got a great understanding what do you understand of starseeds 
it's just one word to explain a group of individuals and there are many 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 words that you can use to explain these these individuals star seeds is um such a good uh energetic match to explain these individuals so that's why it's used mm. and and what it would mean is ultimately these individuals have if you like come from the stars now on one level every single human being has come from the stars because there was a human template on earth a human organic um being on earth and that that being was um tampered with or infiltrated with or mm. enhanced or you know how whichever word you want to use they're all yeah. correct yeah. to create um who we are today and that was um an incoming from outside of earth so every human being is a starseed but what we mean by activated starseed is an individual who knows this an individual who has been aware of this pretty much since birth since a very young age they mm. will have been different to most people they will have always felt out of place always felt that they're here for a reason often felt that there's a job that they need to do and many of these star seeds start trying to do this job um at a very young age you know as, as young as five six seven years old because yeah. um they haven't come into their full activation but the awareness of what they're here for is there so star seeds are also known as wanderers light workers light warriors the aware ones the activated ones the organic ones the ancient ones i mean i could go on and on um the these individuals will know who they are and as mm. children they will have been attracted to extraterrestrials science fiction star trek um space travel telepathy um you know going back when i was a kid i was absolutely transfixed by the tomorrow people mm, but it was I more them. Yeah, yeah, yeah but it was more so than just a television program these television programs will will speak to you and you'll be thinking this is real i know it is it's not just some fantasy program this is real and triggerings will take place from these programs star trek you know it's marketed as you know sci-fi and and um, space travel and but this will trigger people because these the this type of space travel exists these mm. type of of extraterrestrial um people exist these kind of star federation groups exist so memories are being triggered within star seeds the ones that we can't call activated star seeds they can still be activated it's just that they haven't been for some reason they're they're not allowing that flow they're not allowing that activation they're, they're stuck in their sort of um you know superimposed matrix reality if you like mm. but everyone is a starseed when we use the term starseed it's directed at those that are aware of this on some level and that are waking up to this and have had these memories either they might have had a fast tracking over the last two or three years or they are individuals that have known all this since since birth really yeah what is a typical activation process like? How would you explain that to someone? Is it the beginning of it? What, what could they expect, typically? Well, one way is it, it's kind of like an epiphany, a realization. But really what's happening here is memory is being triggered. Now, there'll be certain, um, we could call these implanted um, uh, codes, if you like. Uh, now, they might come in in the form of, say, a unicorn from the age of four mm. you're drawn to unicorns you dream about unicorns you you when you see a unicorn you, you feel it's personally part of you and no one else that's how you will feel you think that unicorn 
is utterly there for me and me alone. This is how a young child will feel because they, they haven't woken up to the greater awareness of this larger sort of cosmic structure that, that is humanity. And then when they get to a certain age, someone will say something or they'll hear it in a television program or from another spiritual teacher or they'll read it in a book and it will be describing the exact experience that they've had since they were a child or for the last five years or for the last 10 years. So when they come together, this is through synchronicity, someone with this um, undiscovered, unexplored part of themselves and they find someone or something that mirrors that inner uh, code they they have this awakening this trigger it's it's a memory trigger mm. and that creates an epiphany what that epiphany does is create sort of like ah oh, this now i know what that means or it'll be something like i don't know what that means but my goodness me this is significant to me i need to take note it will be very subjective and normally in an individual ascension process this this very subjective path occurs in a solitary way let's take for example jesus christ whether or not you believe he really existed or whether he didn't whatever your belief is let's take jesus christ as a metaphor or as someone real this is someone following a solitary um subjective experience mm. the people around him are not going through this he's going through this alone and so he teaches the others around him that's kind of been the pathway since the beginning of our known history on this planet at least mm. but now this unique subjective experience that we are going through which is exactly the same it's extremely subjective and unique and personal we're all going through it at the same time so we can share it with with so many other people because we're all going through it mm. wonderful now where do the um, white-winged collective consciousness of nine say we're heading as a collective species yeah that's that's a great question um there are as as anyone who's sort of studied um the spiritual landscape if you like or or, or who's looked at um physics there are many timelines this is the this is the truth there are many timelines so there isn't just one future and there are many ways to explain where we're headed so what the nine would say is it, when you look at these timelines and you could also see these timelines as dimensions it's kind of the same thing but in order to get this model of understanding through our third dimensional brain i personally find it easier to see timelines as um uh, quantum versions of a possible future and dimensions as um different um frequencies of of awareness and of consciousness and and of existence but actually they're the same thing mm. so within these these timelines are many different probable futures so the nine would say um there's a high probability for this timeline a low probability for this timeline or simultaneous probabilities for these timelines and you might see one timeline with others close to it with bleed throughs mm. there are usually three more prominent timelines for each individual if you're perhaps reading the fields of one individual and the same thing could be said for the planet um so what we what we're looking at here is timelines are created futures that are being manifested by individuals or groups of individuals and in their consciousness mm. so let's say let's look at the nine 
And then maybe let's look at another structure that's perhaps a service to self-structure. Hmm. So the nine are going to show me where they are from. They're going to show me where they live. But a service to self-structure will show uh, their conduit where they are from and where they live. And it's going to be completely different. <laughs> and it just depends how many people jump into the pathway of, of one particular potential future and know that that future is where they are headed. And how many people jump into this other uh, potential future and know that that's where they're headed so we have many potentials now those who are activated and aware conscious star seeds following this path knowing they're on a path of ascension they need not really worry about manifesting a service to self future because they're not in that um, trajectory mm. we experience different timelines so earth herself is more than one earth if you like it, the earth itself you know metaphorically will be more than one earth mm. and different groups of individuals will experience different futures so for the star seeds it's very good there there are challenges and we we are all constantly working towards it it's not as if we can say hey star seeds you can all just sit back now put your feet up and just relax because we are headed for the golden age. It isn't like that. <laughs> what, mm. it, what the message is, is star seeds. The golden age is definitely your most probable trajectory. But to get there, this is what you have to do. Blah, mm. blah, blah. Mm. That's kind of how it works. Wonderful. Now, Magenta, you know, your, your book is a wonderful book. I love the information there. I resonate with so much stuff. I know we could talk for hours, but I also know you're going to offer a meditation to our listeners. Yes. Yes, I'd like to offer one of the meditations in the Divine Architecture and the Starseed template. So if you just relax, um, you can close your eyes if you want to. You don't have to. You can be sat down, led down, just nicely relaxed. And take a couple of breaths. And I will begin the meditation. Within your meditation, imagine, if you will, that you are standing in front of a red door. Upon the red door is a big silver star and above that star are written the words Awaken Starseed. You open the door and walk through. You find yourself in a small room. Upon the desk is a vase of red roses. Next to the vase of red roses, you see a little wooden box. On the top of the wooden box, you notice that your name is inscribed in silver letters, as well as the words, Awaken Starseed. You open the box. Inside you find a little red crystal and a piece of black cord. There is also a piece of folded paper. You unfold the piece of paper and read the words aloud. Thread the crystal just as a bead upon the cord, O Starseed. You notice a tiny hole in the red crystal just big enough to thread the red crystal onto the cord. You do this and you place the cord with the red crystal around your neck. 
As soon as you do this, an orange door appears in the wall on the other side of the small room. You walk towards the orange door. Upon the orange door is a large golden star, and above that star are written the words, Awaken Starseed. You open the orange door and walk through. You find yourself in a large airy room. There is a big comfy grey sofa with orange cushions and a pretty wicker coffee table with a bouquet of orange flowers arranged in a beautiful glass container. You walk over to the comfy sofa and sit down. It is so comfy you find yourself slowly drifting off into a dreamy, sleepy state. In the half-sleep state you find yourself in, you hear a voice speak to you. Take the crystal of orange hue. Take the journey to find the truth of you. You blink a couple of times and your gaze lands upon the orange flowers before you. You lean forward to get a closer look at the flowers. You notice in the centre of one of the flowers a shiny orange stone. You take the stone from the centre of the flower to discover that it is a crystal with a hole in just like the red one. You thread the orange crystal onto the cord and place it back around your neck. You now have two pretty crystals hanging around your neck. One is red, the other is orange. As soon as you do this, a yellow door appears in the wall on the other side of the large room. You get up off the comfy sofa and walk towards the yellow door. Upon the yellow door is a large platinum star and above that star are written the words, Awaken Starseed. You open the yellow door and walk through. You find yourself in a courtyard. There is a wooden bench in the corner of the courtyard by a bed of yellow tulips. You walk over to the bench and sit down. You notice that in the bed of yellow tulips is a small stone basket. You reach over and pick up the little stone basket to find a little book. The book has a yellow cover. Written on the front of the book are the words, The Starseed Awakening, followed by your full name. You open the book and begin to read the words on the first page. Welcome, starseed seeker, he who has come before and is here again. Find the yellow crystal and allow it to join with the others and create the rainbow necklace of memory. You flip through the other pages of the book, which are blank. There are no more words in the book save the small passage about the yellow crystal and the rainbow necklace of memory. When you flip to the last page, you discover a picture 
of a very cute looking garden gnome. You look up from the book and you return your gaze to the bed of yellow tulips. You stand up and walk over to the tulips and look between them and you find a small garden gnome just like the one in the picture. He holds out his hand. In his hand is a yellow crystal with a hole in just like the orange crystal and the red crystal. You thread the yellow crystal upon the cord. You now have three crystals, one red, one orange, and one yellow. Just as you do this, you notice before you a shimmering green light. This light gets bigger and bigger until you realize this is a stargate before you. You feel so drawn towards it and so you walk up to the stargate and you step through. You find yourself in a beautiful meadow. In front of you is a building made of pure crystal. The crystal shimmers like a rainbow and seems to be changing colour minute by minute. First it is green, then blue, then indigo, then violet. You walk towards the crystal building. The door to the building is green and has two words written upon it which simply say, the palace. You open the green door and walk into the crystal palace. The palace interior is of such breathtaking beauty. You notice your environment. What does it look like? You feel so peaceful and so very joyful inside this beautiful crystal palace. You feel safe. You feel balanced. You feel loved and supported. You feel absolute bliss. There is a white door in front of you. The white door opens and a beautiful woman steps through. She has long white hair and she is wearing a long white robe with a golden sash tied around it. She wears a crystal necklace around her neck. It is a silver cord with crystals of green, blue, indigo, violet, gold, silver, platinum, magenta and white. She walks over to you. I am Star, the white goddess, she says, keeper of the crystal flame. She hands you a black velvet bag. You take the bag and look inside. You see four crystals, green, blue, indigo and violet. For you to complete the rainbow necklace of memory until the next phase. The next phase, you ask? What do you mean? There will come a time when you will create the royal crystal crown. For now, you have the crystals to complete the rainbow necklace of memory and it will show you the way. The white goddess smiles at you and then turns and disappears back through the white door. 
you look back at the four crystals in your hand. They too each have a hole in them and you thread them upon the cord alongside the other crystals. You now have seven crystals. Red, orange, yellow, green, blue, indigo and violet. You put the rainbow necklace of memory around your neck. As soon as you do this, you find yourself back in the little room, standing in front of the red door. You touch the crystal necklace around your neck to check that it is still there. Yes, it is still there, you say to yourself. I can take it with me. You begin to feel the awareness coming back to your physical body. At this point, allow the awareness to return slowly into each part of your body. Bringing your awareness consciously into each part of your body in turn by wriggling your toes and your fingers, by moving your head or stretching different parts of your body. When you feel your awareness is fully back into your physical body, then you can open the red door and walk through as you open your eyes.